how many are tired of COVID? I think that's one of the few things that society as a whole all agrees on. We're all on the same page with. And I recognize that for many of us in our church and in our families and wider friendship groups, COVID at the moment is a big thing. There's a lot. And I recognize that for some of us within Riverside right now, this moment of the whole pandemic is arguably one of the most challenging because you've got some aspects of society really opening up and others really with great caution. And so our prayers for us as a whole church family go on, that whoever you are, whatever you've got going on, God is in this and he has you in his hands. And this verse, verse 5, that's going to be on the screen is the kind of summary verse that we looked at last week and we're going to unpack even more today. That those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And we talked about being radiant. There's something about Jesus that changes us. And other translations of the Bible use a different word from radiant. Some use the word lightened. Some use the word they looked to him and they beamed. Others use the word shine. And still others use the word radiant with joy. And what's clear is from this word radiant, there's two aspects of it. There's something about being unburdened ourselves, lighter ourselves, free, shining within ourselves, if you like. And then there's something about being unburdening to others, shining to others, lightening their loads. Those who look to him shine. So how do we shine this year, 2022? If there was a scale of how bright you feel you're shining at the moment, and if on this side was like bright like a lighthouse, you know, wow, it can't be missed. And over here was one of those Christmas candles that's just gone down to its last ember. I wonder, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, and I'm not going to ask you at home to admit, but where you would be on this spectrum, would you be up here? Yeah, I'm going for it. I'm shining brightly. Or are you down here? Boy, it's pretty challenging. Judging by how many of us want COVID to be over, many of us, I think, would be about here or less. Frankly, as we continue to grapple with COVID... Some of us are exhausted, and we use that word a lot, but some of us are exhausted. Some of us are so past this. Some of us just want some stability, some normality. How do we get the energy back? How do we step into this year with a sense of expectation for what God might do in us and through us? Well, I want to build on this word radiant, this shining by looking at four key things very briefly that are so freeing for all of us, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, whether you're deeply weary or not, whether you're fed up of talking about COVID or not, four aspects that I think are so freeing for all of us. And the first is this. This psalm reminds us that you can shine even when you're terrified. Did you notice the context of the psalm? That little bit of the bit in the Bible that we so often skip past. 
The introduction to the psalm says this, and this is every bit as much of the Bible. This is a psalm of David when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, who drove him away and he left. There was a reason that David wrote this psalm. There's a reason that David wrote that those who look to him are radiant. And it's this context. And the bit of the Bible that it's referring to is in 1 Samuel 21, where we read these words. David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he pretended to be insane in their presence. What on earth is this about? Well, this is a story. If you know your Bibles, there was a moment where Saul was king. And then David comes and destroys Goliath. And as a result, all the people start praising David and saying, yes, David, wow, he's on the rise. And Saul, yeah, he's pretty good, but David, wow. And so David then has to flee for his life. He's terrified of Saul who wants to wipe him out, a pretender to the throne. And so where does David go? I have no idea why he did this, but he decides to go to Gath. And Gath is where Goliath was from. So here you've got David running from King Saul for your life and deciding to go to the very place where you've just killed their hero and thousands of their men. Maybe not the wisest choice. And so no wonder he is terrified. And so he fakes having some sort of breakdown before the king. As one Hebrew scholar says, he altered his good sense before the king. Why is all this important? What's so interesting about this little story? Well, frankly, David wrote those who look to him are radiant in the context of being afraid for his life. Friends, if you are anxious about this year, you can shine brightly. Don't worry that your anxiety is impacting your relationship with your Lord. Being radiant is not to do with your circumstances and how you navigate them. Some of us, if we were really open and honest, begin this year very, very afraid. Afraid that life won't get better. Afraid that our marriage won't make it. Afraid that my health will only go down from now. Afraid of being alone. Afraid of unachieved ambitions. Afraid our life won't count. Afraid our friends don't care for us anymore. On and on. And as a result, we sometimes lay another level of burden that we're not shining bright enough. And so we add to our fear with more fear that we should have life all together if we're following Jesus. But friends, being radiant, David proves, is not about having it all together, but it's who you look to. And so that's why at the end of this month, as a church, we are going to gather in whatever form that will look like when those weeks come to pray, to say, God, This year is your year and we are desperate for your direction and for you to lead us forwards. We need you, Lord. We've got so many questions. And so, Lord, with our questions, with our uncertainty, God, we look to you. You can shine, friends, even when you're terrified. That's the first freeing thing. Second freeing is this. You won't shine by trying to shine. 
Did you notice as we read the psalm together? It's all about looking to him. I'll extol the Lord at all times. I'll glory in the Lord. Glorify the Lord with me. I sought the Lord. He delivered me. It's him, not us, that results in the shining. Not the shining in the horror movie. Shining as in shining bright. And it's so easy, if you're anything like me, to think of verses like this, and it turns it into a must. Tim, you must shine. Look to him and you must shine. We turn a promise into another pressure. And friends, I want to say to you this morning, let's this year remove the pressure by the promise. Those who look to him are radiant. Let's be a church this year not laying on more burdens to a burdened society, setting each other free so that we're not a must-do church. We're a can-do because we've turned a pressure into a promise. During uh, COVID, you'll have known that we've had to get used to cameras and doing video stuff. When we first started out, it was quite odd. And we've got reels of footage of us pre-recording things and all the stuff that you don't see behind the screens. And what is interesting is having edited a few things and then kind of done lots myself, is what happens the number of times I've sat down to record something and you kind of speak like this, you're chatting away, and then you get it wrong and you go, oh... And what happens is you suddenly realize that because there's a camera in front of you, you put on this face, this camera face. And I'm guessing that all of us have got similar faces. They may not be for cameras, uh, but they may be for church. Or they may be for group, for our community group or our life group. Or they may be for when we meet with our friends, which are our faces of I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to be shining brightly. And so I'm going to give the impression that I've got it all together. And so we try and focus on shining brighter, hoping that that will help us shine brightly. But the context of this psalm reminds us that you don't shine brightly by focusing on shining. You shine by looking to the one who has got it all in control. It's exhausting to live lives with I must do. It's a pressure, but there's a promise. Look to him, you are radiant. Some of us in the room and some of us at home right now have had a brutal couple of years. And to add to that brutality, some of us feel burdened that our faith has what we think has gone to pot. I want to encourage you. I'm not going to name names, but there's somebody within Riverside who has battled with long COVID. And several times this person has contacted me, basically saying, I'm so sorry that I'm not around a lot. (laughs) Can I pray for the leadership? Can I pray for the church? How should I pray? And even there, in their trial, they're shining brightly by saying, how can we pray? Friends, I wanted to encourage you that some of you feel 
that because of circumstances, you're not shining brightly at all. And I want to say to you, it might be that you're shining much brighter than you ever realized because you're clinging on to him and he's all you've got right now. That makes him look amazing. Keep going. The radiance comes from him. Be free from a should-do culture. He's got you. And with that in mind, we're excited that from next Sunday, we're going to begin a series here at Riverside for the rest of this term called And Breathe. And we're simply going to spend 10 weeks or so looking at the Holy Spirit about the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. To say, Lord, meet with us, change us, fill us, empower us, so that we're better aware and better equipped to be the people you call us to be. So you won't shine brightly by focusing on shiny. Look to him. Third freeing thing is this. You can shine even if you've made very, very strange choices in your life. Being radiant is not to do with making wise choices. Let's have the verse on the screen again. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And I guess for some of us in the room and some of us at home know that we've got stories that we are ashamed of. And as a result of that, when we look around other people within Riverside or we think about the kind of person we long to be for God, we feel we can never achieve that because of our story, because of our family background, because of our past, because of the choices we've made, the decisions, the things that have happened to us. Friends, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. A few years ago, in a previous church that I was part of, there was this lovely guy who always sat at the back, lovely Scottish guy, very broad accent. And I didn't know him very well, but I thought one time he was sat on his own, I went to go and chat with him. Just lovely, winsome guy, and we chatted, and gradually got to know each other a little bit. And then one day, very cautiously, he told me his story. The story about how he had not long been out of prison for murder. And it was when he was in prison that he'd met Jesus and had his life utterly changed. There he was with choices that he'd made that were devastating and he'd paid the consequences of it. And yet the way he shined of Jesus with those choices meant that he shined so brightly. Friends, be free. Just because you've made choices that you deeply regret, that doesn't mean that is your future. The choices you've made are not your destiny. Those who look to him are radiant. And you notice in that passage, twice the word deliver comes up. I sought the Lord, he answered me, he delivered me from my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps me around those who fear him, he delivers me. Some of us need to be reminded that our past mistakes do not determine our future direction. The situations you find yourselves in right now, it might be that you're shining way brighter than you ever realize, even though there are circumstances you wouldn't choose. Even mistakes that we may have made in COVID, habits that we formed, things that we thought we'd shaken off. You can shine even if you've made strange choices. 
throughout history and throughout the Bible, God uses the, seems to use the people who have the deepest wounds. May it be so with you, friends. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is this as I come to a close. Trying to escape is not the way to shine. I love the verse in verse 8 that we read. Let's have it on the screen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. I think for many of us, because this two-year COVID thing has been such a burden and so confusing and so many questions, we have all tried to escape at different times. You've heard, haven't you, that the three different responses to trauma are fight, flight, or freeze. So you either go on attack, or you try and flee, or you just freeze. And we see that in society, hearing of friends, people within Riverside who are in the medical profession at the moment, the amount of anger that's being directed to them, even when it's not something they've done. In school settings, it's almost this pent-up fight because people are exhausted. And for others of us, it's almost we're so exhausted that we freeze. We're not quite sure what to do. We just uh, don't know. And for others of us, we know we are flight people. So our temptation is to always just try and run. I saw a great video the other day, one of these gifts that you get on social media, and they just keep on looping. And it was an animated picture of this man stood in two gardens. And there were two lawns next to each other and a fence between them. And the lawn that he was stood on was a sort of dull green. And the other lawn was really bright green. And in this animation, the man looks at the other lawn and then decides to climb over the fence, because the grass is green on the other lawn, climb over the fence into that lawn. And as he does so, the gift changes, and you'll notice that the other lawn suddenly looks very bright, and the lawn he's now in looks very dull. And so then what does he do? He goes back, back, back back because the grass is always greener on the other side until we get there and we realize it's full of thistles. And friends, I know many of us have tried to escape circumstances by heading into things that we think will be a refuge for us, whether it be habits that we know are wrong, whether it be attitudes that we wish we didn't have, whether it be things in our lives that we just think, I'm about done with this. And the reminder from this psalm is that trying to escape ism is not the way to shine. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. As C.S. Lewis said, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself. Because it's not there. There's no such thing. And friends, as I come to a close... I'm guessing there are some of us in this room, some of us at home right now, that we are toying with decisions and we know what is the right and honorable and godly thing to do. But the lure of the grass on the other side is so tempting, isn't it? Even though we know deep down that is not the way. Friends, this morning, can I say, if you go there, that's not the way to shine within yourself or to others. Those who look to him are radiant.
their faces are never covered with shame. May we be a people this year in our groups as we meet for church at home and as we work out what it looks like to be a blessing in our communities with our neighbours, with our colleagues, with our friends, as we try and hold out the lessons and the life of Jesus to a world that is desperate for answers right now. May we be people who are shine, not because we've got it sorted, but because our eyes are fixed on him.